Welcome back to the Der Show. Tonight is my last broadcast from Israel. Today, tomorrow, my last days, I come back to the United States tomorrow night. Busy, busy day today. Started out early in the morning meeting the former head of the Israeli Air Force, business people, intelligence people. Just a couple of hours ago, I had a debate uh, on um, efforts to uh, curtail the power of the Israeli Supreme Court. I've really been deeply involved in um, learning about the issues and learning about the new government. And I hope when I come back to the United States, I can speak on college campuses and other places and explain the complexity that is Israel and the wonder that is uh, Israel. What a what a great country and what great accomplishments it's had. Um, not perfect. No country is. But I've uh, really enjoyed my uh, my time here and I'm anxious to get back to the United States uh, uh, tomorrow night. So the issue today is going to be a very controversial one. Um, it's about Donald Trump. Uh, are the statements that Donald Trump recently made and the actions that he's recently taking, do they constitute anti-Semitism? Let me start out with one categorical statement. Donald Trump is not an anti-Semite. Um, Donald Trump has no animus uh, toward Jewish people. Um, most of his employees, most of the people that he's been close to um, have been have been Jewish. And it's not uh, some of my best friends are Jews. It's just natural when you're in the city of New York and you're in the real estate business, uh, you're going to be surrounded by um, by Jews of, of different political views, different religious and ideological views. Trump is just simply not an anti-Semite. Let me tell you, I know an anti-Semite when I see one, or in case of my podcast, when I read your letters. You know who I'm talking about out there, you anti-Semites. And we'll read some even today, just to make the point. I don't like to read too many of them. But I know an anti-Semite when I, when I see one. I experienced that when I was in uh, law school, first in my class, editor-in-chief of the ALR Journal, Supreme Court Law Clerk, turned down by 32 out of 32 Wall Street anti-Semitic firms. I knew anti-Semitism when I saw it. I knew certain jobs I couldn't get because I was a Jew, and that was pure, pure anti-Semitism. Trump is a complicated, paradoxical character. He defies simplistic characterizations. He is not an anti-Semite, but he's a stereotyper, and he stereotypes everybody. He stereotypes Democrats. He stereotypes Muslims. He stereotypes Christians. He stereotypes African-Americans. He stereotypes Jews. Yeah. Uh, but he's not an anti-Semite. He's a stereotyper. And, and, and he's very disappointed. He, he honestly believes, and he has a point, that he was the best president for Israel and the best president for the Jewish people. I know I worked with him on a lot of those issues, on issues involving not only Israel and the Abraham Accords, but also anti-Semitism on college campuses. I'll tell you a story, which I think will be... Be, be illustrative. Here's a picture of me and two of my buddies. Um, I don't think you're going to recognize these two buddies. They're they're both pretty busy uh, these days. Uh, the tall one is the Emir of Qatar. I don't know what's he worth two hundred, three hundred billion dollars. 
And um, the shorter one is his brother. They're pretty busy with the World Cup. Um, uh, we're going to see a really interesting um, a final in the World uh, Cup. Um, and it's been a successful World Cup. Uh, been some great games, some mediocre games. I was actually rooting for Morocco. I wanted to see the first Arab country, North African country be in, in the finals. But it's not to be. Uh, but the reason I show you the picture of the Emir of Qatar is that President Trump asked me to uh, meet with them and have dinner with them. If you look at the background of this picture, it's his hotel in New Jersey, Baumeister, I think it's called, something like that. Um, he asked me to fly down and meet with the Emir of Qatar and his brother, who I had met in Qatar. And uh, I liked them and they liked me. And uh, my job was to try to persuade them uh, not to oppose the Abraham Accords. I had worked a bit on the Abraham Accords and I wanted to see them come through. Abraham Accords created peace between Israel and some of the Gulf states and maybe expanded now to include some other states as well. A very, very important major development. One of the most important foreign policy initiatives uh, done uh, by the Trump administration. So I came down and I was sitting at a table. There were just six or seven of us at the table, and my job was to try to persuade the Emir and his brother that it's in the best interest of Qatar to um, maintain uh, neutrality on the Abraham Accords, that the Abraham Accords would be good for uh, Qatar. And I think it was doing a pretty good job talking about the self-interest of Qatar, how important stability in the Gulf region was to them, how important it was to uh, establish uh, better, even if quiet, relationships with Israel how to avoid becoming uh, a complete surrogate of Iran, which they were obviously afraid of becoming, how to end the disputes with uh, Saudi Arabia. I was doing a pretty good job. And then President Trump leaned over, really leaned over in front of the, the, the emir and said, so Alan, I have to ask you this question. How come your people don't vote for me? How come I don't get a substantial number of, of Jewish voters? I'm the best president um, Israel ever experienced. I'm the best president the Jews ever had. Why don't the Jews vote for me? And I said, Mr. President, the Jews don't vote as a unit. Uh, each individual votes their own way. Um, individual Jews, some are the Democrats, some are Republicans. A lot of Jews support a woman's right to choose, support gay rights, support the environment, support reasonable gun control, support separation of church and state, support... Uh, a moderate uh, Supreme Court, and many Jews think you've been opposed to those values, and uh, they vote for the person who they think is best for America, not necessarily the person who's best for Israel or for the Jews. And we, we had that conversation, and I think President Trump asked me that same question at least two or three times over the years that I represented him in the, in the Senate. And, and came to the White House for a variety of functions, mostly relating to Israel and, um, and Jews on campus. He was obsessed with that issue. He did so much for the Jewish people. Why haven't the Jewish people given back to him? And he gets very frustrated when people don't vote for him. I didn't vote for him, and he got very frustrated with me. Um, I defended him, but I didn't vote for him. I voted against him twice, and if he runs, I'll vote him against him a third time. Uh, and he's made some 
very bad decisions and some very bad statements. Let's start with the decisions. Now, having a meal with Kanye West is a terrible, terrible mistake. Um, uh, he claims he didn't know who the guy with him was Fuentes, and I, I believe that. But he knew who he was. He had issued this stupid, stupid statement saying, DEFCON 3 to the Jewish people. He didn't even understand between DEFCON and DEFCON. It's DEFCON defense. Um, but but he knew that 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 he was a virulent bigot and anti-Semite. Um, you know, he's made statements favorable to Hitler. He's used uh, Star of David and juxtaposed it on a on a, a swastika. He's a terrible, terrible person. And why does the former president of the United States feel it necessary to sit and publicly, publicly, not privately, publicly have dinner with uh, two bigots? Well, the reason was very simple. Um, uh, he had been on the Tucker Carlson show on Fox and had said nice things about President Trump. And when you say nice things about Trump, he's going to invite you to dinner, say nice things about you. Um, and, 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 and he's going to do it regard, regard to who, what your views are. Was that an anti-Semitic act? No, it was anti-Semitic in effect, if not in intent. Uh, it certainly promoted anti-Semitism, even my letters. You can, you can see that. People write to me and say, he was right, he is right, you know, Kanye West is right, uh, Fuentes is right, the Holocaust didn't occur. He gave a certain legitimacy to this kind of bigotry, and he shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it. And, and, and even if he did it inadvertently, he should have then gotten up there and absolutely categorically renounced Yi and say, look, we don't accept in this country that kind of bigotry, even if it's just a result of mental illness or a result of, of anger. We just don't accept that kind of bigotry. But he didn't do that. And then it got worse. He said other things. He he, there's a whole article in, in uh, the um, uh, the Washington Post. The title tells it all. Trump's long history of trafficking and anti-Semitic tropes. Again, the, the article isn't quite accurate. He didn't he didn't traffic in anti-Semitic tropes. He said things not intending them to be anti-Jewish, which are parallel to things <coughs> that have been said by, by anti-Semites. He talked about, and there's a whole list of them in this article. You can get it. It's in the Washington Post. There's a whole list of things that he said uh, about Jews being good at bargaining and negotiating, uh, Jews being uh, good at real estate. Now, those aren't anti-Semitic statements. People in New York say that all, all the time. I mean, he did say at some point that the New York Times is a Jewish newspaper. It's not. It's an Episcopalian newspaper. Um, it's owned by a family called the Sulzbergers. They were Jewish, you know, 100 years ago. Um, but uh, most of the Sulzbergers are no longer Jewish. They don't uh, practice Judaism. They don't go to synagogue. Um, many of them have converted and, and, and become Christians. Uh, and the New York Times is a virulently anti-Israel newspaper. Uh, the New York Times did not cover the Holocaust. Um, the New York Times was opposed to the establishment of the state of Israel. Sort of call it a Jewish newspaper is to engage in a, a stereotype. And then he has a habit. 
it's such a bad habit. And I, I should have corrected him on it, but I never did. He, he constantly refers to Israel in front of Jewish organizations as your country. Netanyahu is your prime minister. I know what he means. Jews care, many of us care deeply about Israel. I'm here right now speaking. Uh, it's not my country. And when you talk about your country and your prime minister, you fall into the trope of, dis, of dual loyalty, that, that Jews are more loyal to the United, to Israel and the United States. Well, you know, that's exactly why the opposite, why they don't vote for him, because Jews are more loyal to the United States than to Israel. Jews vote their conscience. They vote on gay rights. They vote on gun control. They vote on the environment. They vote on separation of church and state. They vote on the Supreme Court. They don't vote on Israel alone. If Jews, in fact, had a dual loyalty, Trump would have gotten 80% of the Jewish vote. He didn't. He got 20 or 25% of, of the Jewish vote. So even there, he's, he's contradictory. And he's made other statements. But let's remember, he's made similar statements about other groups. He generalized about Muslims. He talked about how evangelical Christians uh, are more supportive of Israel than Jews. Well, some are. Jimmy Carter is an evangelical Christian who hates Israel. He's written a book essentially calling Israel an apartheid state. So you can't generalize. And Donald Trump's a generalizer. He's a stereotyper. Uh, he thinks in those kinds of terms. Um, but no, he's not an anti-Semite. These statements he's made were not intended to be opposed to Jews or Jewish values. The effect has been to strengthen anti-Semitism. The, the effect has been for people who are anti-Semitic to say, aha, see, Trump agrees with us. And I got a lot of letters basically saying that. So what he did was wrong. What he did showed bad judgment. What he did had a bad impact, but you know, when you read an article recently published on the NBC um, website called Think, um, um, and it was entitled, Trump's latest Jewish comments pulled together conspiracy, bigotry, and ethnocentrism by Noah Berlansky. Uh, the, the article is just dead wrong. He, it constantly compares uh, Trump to Hitler. And, and that just <laughs> makes no sense at all. Um, you know, Hitler hated Jews. He killed six million of them. Um, I don't want to engage in the argument my best friends or my best relatives, but Donald Trump's grandchildren are, are Jewish. His son-in-law is Jewish. His daughter is Jewish. Um, so many people around him are, are Jewish, people who have helped him and people who have hurt him. Um, but I, I just can't use those words, and I can't ever make comparisons uh, to Hitler. Look, Trump is in some ways an authoritarian. Um, he is not different in some ways from people who currently run other countries in the world, uh, Poland and, and, and Hungary. He has an authoritarian streak that runs through him, and he does stereotype. And again, he defies categorization. And the media 
particularly, but people in general love to categorize. Is he an anti-Semite or isn't he an anti-Semite? There is no, the answer is he's not an anti-Semite. Are these statements anti-Semitic or aren't they? Well, it depends how you define anti-Semitism. They are stereotypes. They are things that should not be said about any group. But he says them about everybody and about every group. It's who he is. And that's the reason or a reason I'm not voting for him. But in America today, we overgeneralize. Um, you know, either you hate him or you love him. Either he's an anti-Semite or he's a philo-Semite. Neither one. I mean, he, he's comfortable with Jews. I think he likes many, many Jews. Um, and he's made statements that shouldn't be made by anybody, whether they're Jewish or non-Jewish or anti-Jewish. So I'm not here to defend them. Believe me, I'm not here to defend them. I think that some of the statements he made are absolutely out outrageous. Some of them are even hard to, to repeat. Um, but um, um, uh, wonderful evangelicals group are far more appreciative of Trump's record on Israel than the people of the Jewish faith, especially those living in the United States. And he's also said he could be elected prime minister of Israel. By the way, he might be right about that. It's, it's interesting. I've met, obviously, hundreds of people while I've been in Israel. And uh, here, I've been very much admired for having defended him in front of the Senate, also for the wrong reasons. People think because I defended him, I must support him. And in Israel, he still has a lot of support. After all, he did move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. He did recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. He did include anti-Zionism among the things that universities can't uh, uh, accept uh, uh, while they are getting federal funding, that, that anti-Semitism essentially is as bad as racism and, and sexism. He's, he's done all of those things. And so please make your own judgments. Read what he said. Be critical. Condemn him. But don't put him into a simple category. He, he doesn't fit. He hardly fits into any categories. He is a paradox. He is unique. Um, he has some virtues and vices. He's done good things and bad things. He was a good foreign policy president. He was a good economics president, better than Obama. But he was not a good domestic president, and he was not good on issues like the wall uh, in Mexico and others. Well, you know, I say he wasn't good. I disagreed with those things. I don't think he handled the Supreme Court very well. And he made some statements um, that uh, even when he was president that I disagreed with. But let me go on record and say what he's done over the past month uh, deserves criticism and, and condemnation. But to say that it deserves criticism and condemnation is not to say that he is an anti-Semite, he is not, or that his statements were intended to be anti-Semitic. I don't think they were. I think they had different motives. Uh, that doesn't excuse them. It doesn't make them right. They're wrong. But um, how you characterize him is important. And so I urge you, read these articles, come to your own uh, conclusions. Um, nobody should defend what he said or what he did 
having dinner with uh, Yi, but there's a big difference between condemning, criticizing, which I do, and labeling him with one of the worst labels that anybody could be labeled with, anti-Semite. I do not label him in that way. All right, let's see, speaking of anti-Semites, let's see some of the letters that, um, that we have gotten uh, today. Okay. A lot of people were critical of my um, uh, statement that I'm glad that uh, Brittany Griner uh, got out and that uh, she was exchanged. I was critical. Uh, I wish they had gotten out Waylon and Fogel as well. And, you know, there are implications, negative implications for what's going to happen as a result of this. But some of the letters were just unbelievably cruel in relation to her or just silly. Let me read this one. It's not right of you to say that her sentence was unfair. Well, I'm going to say it again. It was incredibly unfair, more than 10 years for, for a tiny, tiny amount of vape uh, hashish. Russia's laws are not the same as ours. Well, they're pretty much the same in, in many ways. They don't um, generally carry a sentence of this kind for that crime. It does not matter if we Americans think her arrest and punishment is unfair. That is their laws, and she knew the laws and did it anyway. You can't split hairs like that. I don't believe she should have, she admits, I don't believe she should have gotten 10 years. I think it's ridiculous. But I also don't think she should think that she's above the law. No, I, I, she pleaded guilty. She doesn't think she's above the law. What she did was wrong. What she did was stupid. But uh, the objection was to the fact that she was being held hostage. Uh, once uh, Putin learned that an American basketball player had been caught with a tiny bit of hashish, he went to work and he said, ah, finally I can get my guy out, uh, the, the merchant of death. And he obviously used that. That's unfair. And there's no way of justifying that, even if she broke the law. And then there's this. I got about six or seven uh, letters saying this. Griner is a woman? Would you have married a trans woman? Have you ever met a straight man who's in a relationship with a trans woman? I mean, this is just stupidity, ignorance, and bigotry. Griner is not transsexual. Griner is a woman. She was born a woman. She has married a woman. She is a lesbian. She is gay. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's legal uh, in America. So is being transgender. But just because she's tall and a good basketball player, uh, the idea that you stereotype her as being transgender. There were all kinds of rumors and nonsense that the, the Russians had given her a DNA test to see whether she should go into a man's prison or a woman's prison. It turned out to be a fake story. It didn't happen. But, uh, you know, she's a woman. And if you don't like uh, her as a basketball player, that's one thing. Uh, if you don't like her as a le lesbian, that's another thing, and it's wrong. But to call her transgender is just... It's just a lie. All right. Then I got a lot of letters on um, on the uh, you know bank freed guy who was arrested and bail was denied. Almost all the letters were against him. Some of them are pretty dumb, like the DOJ will protect this guy, or that um, uh, the uh, uh, Biden will pardon him. Want to bet? <laughs> Nobody is pardoning him. The DOJ is prosecuting him, throwing the book at him.
But, you know, you folks who write me these letters, if it's Democrats, they must be doing something wrong. Okay, this is a letter which, oh, here's one. I'm sure, I'm sure Biden will pardon him. No, you're wrong. Okay. Um, um, we talked about age requirements, and here's somebody who says, how about a requirement that the president be a parent? No, it's enough that the president was a child. And, you know, it's interesting. Statistically, every single president was once a child. Not every single president was a parent. The vast majority of them were. There have been a, a couple who are bachelors and uh, a few who had no uh, children. There's no evidence that those who had no children did any worse than those who had children. So no, I don't think there should be a requirement. And you would have to amend the Constitution to do that. Right now, the only requirement is 35 years old, not having fought in the, in the Civil War against uh, uh, the United States and being born in the United States, which is, I think, wrong. And then you get the typical stuff again, Bankman Freed. He's Jewish. Of course he's guilty. He is as guilty as Leo Frank. Well, Leo Frank was totally innocent and was lynched uh, purely as a result of being a Jew. And ultimately, the state of Georgia acknowledged his innocence and pardoned him uh, posthumously, to be sure. But, uh, you know, that's... Uh, um, uh, you're... Yes, just like you are, not guilty. Jews are stupid like that. Again, these are anti-Semites. So here we understand what an anti-Semite is. Uh, and then one guy, one guy says, my God, man, you begin touting the joys of Israel? Ugh. Yes, I love Israel. I tout the joys of Israel. Israel is a great country. Uh, a Jew defending his own kind? Ye was right. So, you know, you get, you get these comments, uh, and I think they ought to be juxtaposed with the issue of, um, of, of Trump. Because here we see what real anti-Semitism is. Um, um, saying just terrible things about the Jewish people. If you're a Jew, you're guilty. If you're a Jew, you're this. If you're a Jew, you're that. The problems of the world are all caused by Jews. None of that is anything that Donald Trump believes or, or says. Uh, his, his statements are a function of his, his disappointment. Um, he was shocked that he didn't get more uh, Jewish votes. Um, uh, he could be the prime minister of Israel. Uh, Israelis like him and admire him. Why don't American Jews appreciate him? Well, you know, there are good reasons uh, for that. And it doesn't give him an excuse to generalize about, about Jews. But again, I read you some of these anti-Semitic letters just to make it clear what the difference is between a real anti-Semite, somebody who really goes out of his way to say everything negative possible about Jews. Most of the things that Trump's accused of saying are positive things about Jews. Jews are good bargainers, they're good real estate operators, they uh, own the New York Times. Um, those things can be stereotypes also. And they are certainly sometimes used by anti-Semites. But there's an enormous difference between those kinds of statements and the kinds of statements that I'm reading you now from uh, my, my mail. So again, uh, make judgments based on all the facts. Make judgments based on all the evidence, make judgments 
uh, without your self-stereotyping, uh, without yourself um, creating false categories, and uh, think in a nuanced way. Um, that's something that Donald Trump is guilty of not doing. He, he, he may think in a nuanced way, but he doesn't speak in a nuanced way. Um, when you generalize about people, the Jews, the evangelical Christians, the Muslims, whenever you put a the in front of any group of that kind, you fail to recognize enormous differences within that group. And we all stereotype. Look, I, when you pick juries, um, you inevitably, you don't know a lot about the potential jurors. You say, oh, he's Jewish, so he must, or he's black, so he must, or she's Asian, so she must. So we all live in a world where, where, where we stereotype. Jesse Jackson once said, if he's walking down the street and he sees a group of teenage um, of black kids uh, walking in a direction toward him, he's going to be uh, more frightened than if he saw a group of white kids. I would not, not say that. I would look at who they were, how they were dressed. I, looking at their race alone wouldn't tell me um, anything that's significant to my, to my safety. Um, so stereotyping is almost always going to be wrong. Generalizing is almost always going to be wrong. But when you have somebody like Trump, who just generalizes and just just uh, uh, stereotypes and, and makes these kinds of statements without thinking them through. Um, there are other words you can use to describe that, but um, I think anti-Semitic is, is not one of them. So I'm on my way back tomorrow to the United States. Can't wait to get there and see my family. I saw a lot of family here in Israel. I have, I think, about 250 relatives uh, in Israel, most of whom came from America, some of whom came before the Holocaust and, and, and were saved, the ones who didn't were not. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to my family, I'm looking forward to my few friends that I still have left, having uh, defended Trump and voted against him, having therefore enemies both on the right and, and the left. I was very, very welcome in Israel by both the right and, and the left, although a lot of people disagreed with a lot of the points. I was making, I was on a lot of television and wrote articles and interviews by the media. And um, I very much enjoyed my time here, but I'm looking forward to getting back to America, cold, freezing weather of New York here. It's beautiful, 72 degrees, but uh, I love America and I'll be back soon. And I'll see you next Monday from America. Have a good week. Happy Hanukkah for those of you who celebrate Hanukkah starts this weekend and soon will be in, in Christmas and, and, and other holidays, but it's Hanukkah coming up. So happy Hanukkah, Chag Sameach to those who celebrate Hanukkah, and uh, see you next week.